Welcome to the Infinite Podcast. Yeah. Episode number sixteen. <laughs> with your host, Kevin Muniz. And me. Alberto Vidas. I've been learning Chinese. That's why I said that. Chinese is not a language, bro. Mandarin, bro. Yeah. All right. This, it doesn't say on <laughs> Don't Google. offend our Asian listeners, all right? Because we have Mandarin. One. Mandarin. Right. Fine. It's not go. offensive. It's just I'm generalizing like saying, the language. I'm learning Fine. Puerto Rican. You'd be like, no, what are you talking not about? Really. <laughs> That's like more offensive. I think. <laughs> it's the same thing. That I don't know. We uh, you just <laughs> not really because we just no. don't see it that way because we're so American. Nah. <laughs> I know how to say my name is. How do you say? Is U U S Alberto. No, you gotta say it like the app says it. Washing. Alberto. Washing. <laughs> Kevin. Yeah, it's a female. It's a female voice. So. Yeah, I just be screaming when no one's here. <laughs> I think my neighbors like think I'm crazy. In the shower, like washing. Yeah, I was in. The, I was thinking of shit, just screaming that shit. <laughs> I was just like e r sin. That's one, two, three. Oh, okay. For those who don't know. <laughs> Uh, and then it's like, so, so it's four. That's my favorite. <laughs> so anyway, favorite anyway, yeah. Uh, I thought I'd share that. Uh, but, so why are you learning Mandarin? Because I work with a lot of Chinese people, so I want to see what they talk, if they're talking you, shit or not. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear if they're talking shit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably. Yeah, most likely. No, I, I don't know. You think... I think so. Definitely. When bro, I was working on. there, I just always wonder, like, what are they gossiping about, you know? They're just saying... Like, are they talking shit? Or are they just gossiping? Or, you know, what's going on? Are they talking about research? Um, nah. Are they talking about Game of Thrones or something? Nah. I, I, I don't know. Like, they, I don't think they talk about research all the time, like in lunch and shit. They probably talk about other shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not, they have lives, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It just, it's a, uh, because you don't know the language, it's, I don't know. It's hard to understand the culture, their culture, because, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's you know? really different. Like, if you, um, if you hear someone speaking English and you hear what they're talking about, you can get a feel for what kind of person they are and mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. But you can't, if yeah. there's a language barrier, you're just like, I don't know if this person's an asshole, yeah. like, what, are, what do they hold, yeah. you know, what morals do they have, like, what are they, what's their personality like? Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like some it's uh, some people like talk really loud, and that's just yeah. the way they talk in their language. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. yeah but but you don't know the context, so yeah, yeah. It's like there's so many language barriers there that um, it's weird because you you I don't know you're you're I don't know how to explain it. It's like a weird thing where you don't know you don't really know the if you know the person you mm-hmm. know because mm-hmm. they could totally be hiding something yeah, or yeah. they're just talking to you about what they think you want to talk about or what you want to hear yeah or, I, I think they're just like uh, let me act american so i could talk to you you know and then they go yeah, and yeah, they yeah. go talk to you know their chinese friends or whatever and they're like yeah. speaking they're just like fuck all these the dialect in the right way and stuff yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's definitely interesting people in spanish spanish speaking people do that do that all the time also you know uh, I think I so. I think. I've seen it. I I've guess. It. I mean, people gossip. It's just like, how are, how are you? Yes. Oh, yeah. Very nice. And then they go talk. You're like, oh, you fucking. It's like, este tipo. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Este... Puto, I don't know. Yeah, they just cursed. Marica. So just say every curse. Hijo de puta. Yeah. No. That's interesting. I started doing Polish because obviously... So my girlfriend's Polish mm -hmm. and whatever. And I was telling her the other day that... I would like to know three languages because uh, I think it's better for your learning. It's better for your for your brain. It's yeah, that's, that's why I'm picking it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to like multitask and be able to multitask, be able to like learn all these things. Yeah. And it it gets you thinking in a way that you normally don't. Yeah. It just puts you, you know? in that mode too. Like, like the gates are open to learn. It's weird. Like. Uh, when I was in college or school, like I, I felt like I was a way more productive in my learning, uh -huh. I guess. And now when I'm out of school, I'm just going to work. It's just like I'm not really learning a new thing all the time, whatever. Yeah. So you're just doing the same things all, all every day. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, I decided like to try a language or whatever, just to like get my my brain into that flow kind of thing. Into yeah, like yeah. learning again. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, I think it's important. I think it's important for like uh health and happiness and mm -hmm. like all this stuff. Um I've been obsessed with uh lately like more just more and more I've been obsessed with like learning new things, mm -hmm. learning more about people and and different uh career paths, different I don't know, personalities, different languages, different culture, different everything, you know. Mm -hmm. um, there's nothing that I watch or listen to now that I I don't want to hear. You know, mm -hmm. like uh, we were watching Hot Ones earlier, um, and we watched the one with Shaq. We watched one with uh, Jeff Goldblum, and we watched one with some chick. Ugh, forget her name, but she's like a new singer, like rapper type chick or whatever, and mm -hmm. she's she's super young. She's like has to be nineteen or something, mm -hmm. and you could tell, like her style's weird. Like she's very uh, Tyler the Creator, like I don't unorthodox. Know. Kind like of thing, yeah, yeah, unorthodox and and kind of weird, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. But I watch all three of those back to back, and those are three different kinds of people, you know. And I'm watching them. It's obviously funny and entertaining, but I'm just. I find myself more and more just watching things to learn about people and and, mm -hmm. and about myself and whatever. Like Jeff Goldblum, who's an actor, is an old actor. If you don't know him, uh, he was in Jurassic Park. He was in The Fly. He was in Earth Girls Are Easy, which is like one of my favorite <laughs> movies. <Yeah. laughs> he was in like a, a lot of a lot of movies, and he's like old. You know, he's old now. Mm -hmm. uh, but he's very strange. Yeah, he's very like not. He's very intriguing and like in a like I can see why chicks like him so much. Mm -hmm. He's very, um, I would say, he's very artistic in the way that he speaks, mm -hmm. but also uh, strange and awkward. Mm -hmm. um, it, you know he's he's an artist. You know mm -hmm. I, I don't know how to explain it much yeah, more than he's that. Eccentric. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, uh, Shaq, I was watching with Shaq, and Shaq is just he's, he's funny. Yeah, but yeah. but he's also he's also an elitist, 
you know, he's very like alpha mm-hmm. and it shows on the show. Like, you know, uh, he talks about a lot of things and um, he even comes off as competitive and like standoffish just like with the within the interview. Mm-hmm. But but he's very funny and like approachable and, and cool mm-hmm. at the same time. And then this other girl was the, I what I found interesting about watching her was she is a generation like much younger than us. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I don't know. She was talking about how she came up, g- grew up on you know watching certain YouTube things and playing certain games and like mm-hmm. um, very much someone that we probably wouldn't hang out with. Yeah, you know, just yeah. like a teenager that's like doesn't yeah. even know anything about anything yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just was interesting. Uh, it was interesting to me to watch her style, look at her clothes, and like the way she acted and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but to me, that's become more and more like a thing. I, I don't know. I just want to learn more and more. Um, I've been taking, you know, these online business classes and stuff. These mm-hmm. like entrepreneur classes, and that's been fun. And it's it puts at like I'm figuring everything out on my own. Mm-hmm. And it's always great when you can put names to things. Like if you do, like, let's say we like it happens to us in the gym sometimes where mm-hmm. I'm sure we've done a bunch of things off the top of our head in the gym, mm-hmm. and then later we find out like, oh, that's an actual technique. That's an actual thing that someone made up, you know, before we were born or mm-hmm. like you know a few years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's called this type of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to like put a. Like, uh, you know how they say put a name to the face mm-hmm. when you, you know, mm-hmm. it's like you put a name to the technique or wh- whatever it is that you're learning. So it's, it's super interesting. Like all the things I've been trying to make up and figure out on my own as far as business goes, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've been given names for it. Like, oh, this is this. And mm-hmm. then when this when this happens, when you do your hypothesis and you test it and it, and it doesn't work or it does work then it's called this when you go back to the beginning and then you know this process is called such and such you mm-hmm. know so uh yeah it's easier to understand too like you don't have to like explain all that in your head you, yeah you yeah. could just like it's quicker i guess it makes you think quicker about it too right so you'd be like this is a and, and you don't have to like explain it in your head you go through the whole thing and mm-hmm. you know yeah so yeah, that's cool but the reason i started doing uh polish like i says because my mm-hmm. girlfriend and I was telling her, I don't want, <coughs> you know, I think about things long term with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, if we have kids or like whatever, or just right now, I want to be able to like inter- be have a better relationship with your family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your mom and your dad are immigrants. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they speak English fine. But if I really want to be involved more involved in your life um plus i i i'm already i already like to learn i already like you know educating myself you know I, i'm gonna try to learn this mm-hmm. you know and then how cool it would be to if you know we ever do have kids or something like that to ha- teach them spanish and polish and english yeah you know and she was saying herself that she needs to practice more and stuff like that because that's our culture. That's her culture. Uh, you know, our culture is Spanish, mm-hmm. Spanish American, Hispanic. Um, and that's something I feel like our generation and s- some like younger than us too mm-hmm. 
our language and our culture becomes a little bit like washed away i feel like i feel like that with 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 me um i feel like i want to when when you're young you kind of don't pay attention to it you're like oh yeah. i was raised yeah. around all this music yeah. and all this language and food yeah it's but, just like normal yeah. Yeah. yeah and you just want to do american stuff mm-hmm. you know and you don't really care for it it's when you get out into the world that you're just like oh it's not all, all everyone's not like this you know yeah it's is unique what i have is unique and what we what we do what we eat what we how we talk is different you know yeah and then and you and then you don't do it for a long time and you miss it and then you're just like oh and then you know like oh i should get back to this yeah 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 like you you're you realize this is your not your identity but it's a part of who you are yeah it's a huge so chunk, you shouldn't yeah. let it drift away or mm-hmm. go away mm-hmm. you know some people do some people just lose it and they don't come back to it. Yeah, a lot of people do. And a lot of, a lot of people don't care. I, I you know, we know a lot of people and I, I, I have friends that don't speak Spanish at all or mm-hmm. you know, know how to dance or or cook mm-hmm. or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or anything that you know, that involves our culture. Um, you think it's because they chose to uh sort of uh back away from it or it wasn't like that important in their lives growing up? I think like it, someone never taught them to cook the way their culture cooks mm-hmm. normally cooks someone didn't talk the language with them you know I think it, no I think it, it's pretty present when we're younger mm-hmm. and I think people when they get older they get embarrassed that they don't know it they get embarrassed that they don't know their culture that well they get embarrassed that they don't speak the language you know that they don't practice these things mm-hmm. they still love it i'm sure these people have like you know you you get like a very warm like homey feeling you mm-hmm. know when you're hanging out with your family and you know things are how it was when you were younger mm-hmm. and you're not with your your friends or your americanized people um but i think some people are just embarrassed to try to learn or try to and it's also a thing too when you're growing up and you're trying to like be a part of it and you know you like speak Spanish or you you dance or whatever and like your family pokes fun at you and you're just yeah. like I'm not doing this again yeah yeah forget yeah. it yeah 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 but uh people need to get over that um it's it's first of all it's, it's easier than ever to learn a language now mm-hmm. it's funny because some people want to get rid of it some people want a part of culture they're not even a part of you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> Some people are not even that nationality or yeah. ethnicity, and they want to. They want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's like this is cool. That their clothes are cool. Their clothes are cool. You know, the language is cool. The food is cool. Yeah. There's a lot of cultural appropriation. There's a lot of cultural appropriation. I think that's bad, though. I think that's wrong. What? People just cultural appropriation. No. That what? Does not say that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that word has it's it's a, it's seen as a bad thing, right? So I'm, I'm yeah. saying like people who may want to I don't know wear something another culture wears or whatever. Why is that bad? I don't think yeah. it's bad. I don't find I'm not offended yeah. when someone wants to. Yeah, I just think people go crazy over that shit. <laughs> it's just yeah. like you're wearing braids. How dare you? you That's <laughs> offensive. And it's usually it's like usually. A lot of the time, I feel like it's uh, it's like white people telling other white people not to do something. Yeah. It's like, hey, you can't do that. You can't have braids. You can't 
say this or dress like that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes certain people of that ethnicity or nationality are offended. Mm-hmm. But I think it's silly. It's like, why can't people do their hair the way they want to or yeah. dress the way they want to? Yeah. It's flattering. It's more, fl- it's more, uh, you know, flattering. It's, it's a like, uh, what we just, what just happened, uh, this weekend, last, yesterday, it was my, uh, cousin's quinceanera. Yeah. She's Puerto Rican. Yeah, yeah. And we celebrate Day, Day of the Dead, which is a Mexican holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is that culture appropriation? Kind of. <laughs> I guess. But, but, it's, it's fine, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, there's like a mariachi in there it, and everything. First of all, it was lit as fuck. It's, it's, it, I mean, you know, more closely related, obviously. You know, your family can identify more with Mexicans yeah, than yeah, yeah. Jamaicans or like yeah. whatever something yeah. random. Like if I had a bar mitzvah, yeah, that would be that'd strange. be weird. That's not really a ethnicity though. It's like it's a religion. You're like I guess. Re- yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, appropriating I guess. a religion. <laughs> yeah, it's like the lo- like we had a Lunar New Year celebration. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The Chinese was New that thing? weird. I mean, my my it's niece- kind of. I mean, my, but, but, but my niece is Chinese, right? Right, yeah, so. yeah. There's yeah, there's a Chinese husband and yeah. now now daughter mm-hmm. in the family. So no, you, the whole thing was trying to include, you know, the husband's culture into yeah. your family. Yeah. You know, trying to because when she gets older, right? You know, the idea is that you don't want her to lose that part of her culture. Mm-hmm. You know, same same like we're talking about. Yeah. Um. So no, it's a it's a good thing. Um, same like I'm saying, if you know, if my if we ever have kids or whatever happens, if, if they're Polish and and Puerto Rican, you know, we're gonna do the weird Polish stuff, mm-hmm. and we're gonna do the cool Puerto Rican stuff. Wow, <laughs> wow, that's a, that's offensive. <laughs> no, no, no. To all the Polish viewers, no, I'm all, sorry. It's all cool. <laughs> right what? now, they're like curva. <laughs> <laughs> so, when do you think it's bad? When I like um, when I go on the streets and with a sombrero and saying saying yeah 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 yeah, yeah, right. uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. If you, I don't. I think there's a line, yeah. you know, that it, because at one at what point does it become satire or comedy? You know, mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. you know when are you like making fun of it or yeah. I guess over exaggerating the intention behind it, right? Right. Yeah. If you're just wearing, you know. I don't know. If you're just wearing like, a, like a people poncho wear, or yeah, people wear kimonos and oh yeah 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 you know? yeah oh there was actually a, a thing I was watching the other day about on social media some girl uh, wore a Chinese style dress yeah I think it was to a kimono her prom. yeah yeah, yeah it, no, was it wasn't a kimono yeah kimono is Japanese come on bro I guess yeah Chi- it was a Chinese dress like it was red yeah, and yeah, yeah whatever it had like the flower designs uh-huh. and stuff and like the, you know yeah. like red and like gold you know that traditional like Chinese look mm-hmm. um yeah and people were like pissed off about it mm-hmm. but I think wasn't I think her date was Asian or something like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but at the same time who cares right. like there's no She's not uh, saying anything bad about Chinese people or mm-hmm. Asian people. You mm-hmm. know, she likes the style of, of dress. Mm-hmm. Um, so she wanted to wear it to like, uh, not only did she want to wear it, it's not like she was wearing it in her regular everyday life. She wanted to wear it to, 
an event that she felt was like important. Yeah. You know, that every kid feels is important. It's kind of flattering. Which is prom. Yeah. You know, like I want to look good mm-hmm. at prom. I'm going to wear this dress because I think it looks good. Yeah. I think it makes me look good and I like the style and, you know, you could buy these, you could buy the, like, you could buy culture in any store for like very cheap, you mm-hmm. know, like, Go to any clothing store. Go to any discount store. Go to any any kind of store. These people will sell these. Like Chinese people will sell you those dresses. They don't. They don't care mm-hmm. for for cheap. You know. Yeah. But it's always like some American. It, I it, like. I bet it was like an American Chinese person that was like upset about that. Like an Americanized, you know, yeah, what yeah. I mean? as opposed yeah. to. People yeah, from China, they're getting money. Yeah, we'll get you like this. We'll give whatever. Yeah, like yeah. we're gonna make money. Yeah, I'm sure when you go to any other country, they try to sell you these things. Of they course. try to sell tourists these yeah. things. Yeah. Like buy our clothes, buy our um, food, buy our spices, buy this, this or that, our jewelry. Mm-hmm. You know, take whatever you want. Yeah, but we're gonna charge you. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna charge you a lot of money. Yeah, and, and most of the time they're like, yeah. Like, it's, they're they're happy to give it to you, happy to explain what it is and whatever, and they're happy mm. to like for you to wear and represent their culture. And but if yeah. when you come here, it's mostly like you said, like the American, uh, yeah. Americanized cultures. It's like, oh my god, what are you doing? Yeah, and mostly it's part of the, um, it's just the outrage culture. You know, mm-hmm. it's the, the time that we live in now. It's cool to be upset about everything, you know, anything mm-hmm. or most things. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't get offended, you know. Yeah. If it's somebody wants to appropriate my culture, how would they do that? So, how would they do that? A Puerto Rican? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, look, my my. <laughs> there's plenty of white girls that. Okay, my stepmom. Oh yeah. Is white. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And she would wear like Puerto Rican flag yeah, stuff and yeah. like. She talks Make a certain Benny way. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. like, you know, she would tr- speak Spanish and, we, yeah, so. It depends where you grow up, too, you know. <laughs> where you grow up, your environment, who you yeah. grow up with. You yeah, know? yeah. You're going to adapt that that the w- yeah. that way of speaking. So my stepmom, like, you know, and my, and my siblings are from Ridgewood, mm-hmm. Queens, mm-hmm. which is European and Hispanic. That's mm-hmm. what it is, you know, uh, dominantly. And... So, those cultures are next to each other constantly, you know, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they, like our school, our, our school there in Ridgewood, it was, you know, what it we had, mix, we, yeah. it was a mix, you know, we were in there having gym class with the Russians and the, and the Polish and the Albanian mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever, the Serbians, mm-hmm. whatever, Slavs. Um, and it was, it was never, it was never a... Weird or like I think everybody just kind of accepted each other and everything was cool yeah. and that's how that whole area is. Mm-hmm. So that's where she's from. So she's a German lady who like you know was with my dad who's Puerto Rican and just kind of engulfs herself in that culture. Mm-hmm. And is it a little weird when I think <laughs> about it now? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> but we did German stuff too. You know. Um, <laughs> You know, especially when we went to her parents' house and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, her parents spoke German, not all the time, but they spoke German and they made German food and, you know, so it wasn't, it wasn't like, uh, like schnitzel and stuff. 
what's what is schnitzel? <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't even tell you. Mm. What? It's like a fried. It's like a fried. Um, Schnitzel with arroz That's what you mean. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a fried. Uh, you well, you can make it with different meats, but it's usually like fried beef. I think. No, like, I don't like really a know, breaded. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was all good. Yeah. But yeah, it can, it can get weird. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's hard to like everyone's just like oh my god stop you're doing this you're doing that and most of the time it's not really a big deal so not at all yeah so my uh my brother came to to spend the well like half <laughs> yeah half <laughs> a week more than more than you expected <laughs> Yeah, so he was here for like Wednesday, Wednesday to Saturday. How old is he? Uh, he's, I want to say fifteen. He's fifteen. Yeah, big kid. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's fifteen. He's like five, eleven, or twelve. It's funny when you see those big kids, but then you speak to them like, and then you know you're fifteen. You know, like they look like fifteen going on thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're like. Oh, you're, you remember, you're like, oh, you're 15, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just say something, and you're like, oh, that's right. Yeah. You're not w- one of us. I was talking yeah. to him. I was watching Hellboy uh, in the living room with him. Uh-huh. And he was like, what's that? I'm like, Hellboy. He's like, the first one? I was like, yeah. Like, oh, I used to watch that in my dad's, you know, back of my dad's car when I was a kid. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> forgot yeah, when 15. this came out, like you were uh, like five years old. Or yeah, something. yeah. Like for me, it's like a really old movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, so he's like five eleven or something. He's like almost two forty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God yeah. damn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's big. He's big. Uh, and he just started. But he's um, not. He's not unhealthily big. He's just big. Right? Uh, he. I mean, he wears it fine because he's tall. Yeah, uh-huh. So it's not. He lost weight, so he was heavier than that. So, mm-hmm. um, but I think he wears it well. Like he's fine. Yeah. Um. But he just started athletics in school, and he just started wrestling, which is something that I did in, in high school as well. And so he wanted to work out. So I took him to the gym, and we had a good time. It was funny. I did, you know, I did not not any real bodybuilding at all because that wouldn't benefit him, like me showing him that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did pretty much just performance-type stuff, strength and things, uh, things that would benefit him in a, in a wrestling situation. So a lot of deadlifts. A lot of box jumps, you know. Well, we did all the strength lifts. Mm-hmm. We did uh, deadlift. We did um, overhead press. We did rows. We did bench press. How's the strength? We did a lot How's of core good? strength. Um. F- well, the th- for his size, no. But the thing is this. Uh, with strength training, I kept telling him, that strength training is a skill mm-hmm. and you have to treat this like it's a sport in itself because it is you know weightlifting is is a sport uh so i could tell the way uh from the way that he lifts how they do it in his school and stuff like that 
because it's a, a lot of amateur athletics are kind of the same. Even when I watch like college football players or uh, any college athletes, when I watch them lift, sometimes it's very it could be cringy because they're lifting for like strength and conditioning, you mm-hmm. know, and for their performance. So the 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 technique like always kind of lacks a little bit, but the yeah. intensity is always very high, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which is a um, you know, a recipe for disaster yeah. in the fu- in the future, you know, um, and a lot of athletes do end up getting hurt or f- frequently you're getting injuries. Well, depending on what what sport you do, mm-hmm. but any from if you're in a if you're in a high level athletic program or you're in combat sports, you're almost always going to be injured. Like your your percentage of injury like goes up. You know, just mm-hmm. because of the amount of intensity that you have to endure constantly, mm-hmm. and you just can't recover fast enough for the amount of training that you're doing. You mm-hmm. know, like your body can't, it's hard for your body to keep up with that. Um, so I was trying to emphasize the importance of like technique and doing things correctly. Um, or boy, as boy. close to correctly as possible. And he was just like, "No, this is how I, this is how we do it. This is, this is how I talk." Well, taught, no, whatever. no. Well, he well he was just showing me. I would have him just show me first, you know, like, "All right, well, show me how you do it." He wasn't like a, like hard headed. No, 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 no. He no, he listened. Um, and you know, I fixed his deadlift. You know, like his deadlift originally, you know, kind of his feet weren't in the right place, kind of. You know, he kind of squatted back too much, mm-hmm. you know, behind the bar before he lifted and, like, kind of hitched. Uh, you know, his upper back wouldn't be very tight. Um, you know, his lats wouldn't be flexed. Stuff like that. That's, but that's, like, little stuff that, that you learn, you know, when you're powerlifting or when you have, you know, wh- whatever, when you have a trainer. Yeah. Um, but, but he did a good job. You know, his bench press, like, he didn't really know how to arch and, mm-hmm. and keep his chest out. Um, the overhead press, you know, didn't know, you know, what width to grab the bar, um, you know, to bring the bring the bar down, you know, to his upper chest. Like, just, like, little details, whatever. Mm-hmm. Core strength wasn't really that great. But as soon as I fixed his technique on some of the lifts, you know, it became much easier for him, mm-hmm. obviously. So, because if you're doing lifts with the, the incorrect form or the incorrect technique, then you're you're making it harder on yourself, and sometimes you're you're fighting it. Your body's fighting itself. You know, mm-hmm. you should. It's trying to pull one way, but you're in the wrong position to pull in that direction, or you know, if you're just in the wrong place, so you make it harder on yourself. So once I fixed a couple of things that he was doing, um, yeah, the lifts were easier. You know, he, he lifted like, um, I don't know, I think he went up to like, he definitely went up to 315. Uh, I don't um, know if that, he, I, I think he went up to like 320 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but, you know, 315 plus with like a little bit of sloppy form, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So if he practiced it, um, you know he'd be really, really, really strong. But mm-hmm. also he's, you know, he's almost two forty. Yeah. You know? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so I'm lifting heavier, uh, much heavier on all the lifts, but I'm one ninety, mm-hmm. you know, or one ninety five, whatever. When it should be, you know, the opposite. He should be doing more. Yeah. But it's just because, 
he, you know, the technique isn't right. He, you know, he just didn't know. Yeah. You know? And I, I doubt he lifts that heavy during practice too, right? He doesn't do that. Um, I think they they try to, but here, but here's the thing I tell like him. They too. don't train for. Uh, they don't train powerlifting, right? They're just they're just trained. They don't go that heavy. Well, they, yeah. no, they do. They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they do it. So he goes to school upstate. So mm-hmm. it's like a different level of athletics than we have here in shitty public school. Um, but the thing is, I don't know. He's talking about like max and stuff, and I'm like, dude, don't worry about maxing out. You know, maxing out is something that you do once in a blue moon. Mm-hmm. Like if you try to do that all the time. Um, you know, you mess yourself up. You like, never, like us. you're never able to recover. Like us when we were young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're never able to recover. Yeah. And then he told me um, a lot of the time as well. He'll just lift until he can't anymore. Oh, you know, that's I'm a like, failure. I'm yeah. like, well, that's also the wrong Bad. thing to do every yeah. single time. You know, mm-hmm. you can't max out and you can't go to failure every single time because you're never recovering. Right. You know, you're just, you're always. You're always uh, like redlining. You're always, you know, pushing yourself to the limit, not mm-hmm. giving your body a chance to like deload and, and recover, and then come back stronger. Mm-hmm. You know, you're always making it weaker, weaker, weaker. He's probably just lifting with his friends, whatever, his teammates, whatever, yeah, and just yeah. like, oh yeah, I could do this, I could do that more, or whatever. You and, know? They, and they just don't know. I right? Mean, yeah, yeah. Some of the coaches too probably don't. You know, they're they're coaches are coaches. You know, and. It's it's difficult when it comes to athletics and sports because there's it's like you have to train very intensely but you can't take it easy because all the other teams and all the other people are you know they everybody's trying to do the same thing you mm-hmm. know so you just start being ultra competitive like no I need to do more you know I need to win next time you know the team needs to win next time Mm -hmm. you know this guy's probably training and i'm you know and i'm resting Mm -hmm. you know i should be training more Mm -hmm. you know and i used to have that mentality as well so i get it but um i don't know i was just i was just emphasizing to him not to do more damage you know yeah that more is most of the time not good yeah more more isn't always better Mm -hmm. so sometimes less is more Mm mm-hmm so and that showed when I lifted because I I, didn't, I haven't uh, lifted heavy in like a month or so you know and I was I was lifting I was deadlifting like almost uh, almost like three fifty and like no struggle mm-hmm. you know and that's a lot for me yeah um, but no struggle like just rolled it ripped it off the floor no shaking no like you know pain in my back no no weird stuff you know I was I was thinking like oh i want to i want to go more but i'm like what example would i be if i just like maxed out right now yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm just like yo don't max out but watch me lift 405 <laughs> right now like four plates so i was like all right let me stop you know and and move on mm-hmm. but i did that and my body was like drained i was shake i was like shaky like i needed to eat something you know i just <laughs> felt like all the energy leave my body like mm-hmm. after after those deadlifts but it, but it felt good yeah yeah, I'm excited to do the strength phase that we're going to do. Right, so we're starting our diet um, April, and DK. the first month is... Well, I, I am, <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the first month is going to be... April Fool's, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, April 1st. <laughs> like, starting our diet now. You know, just, just go to Wendy's. <laughs> just go to Wendy's. April Fool's. Chopped cheese. Yeah. And, uh, you know, ice cream. <laughs> Like we always do. Yeah, 
No, I'm excited to stop uh, to eat better. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to that feeling. You know, when you start a cut, you're just like, yo, I feel great. You know. Yeah. You feel good because you're eating. You're eating better. You're eating a le- little less calories. You know. Yeah, you're not being a fucking glutton. Yeah. You're not being a piece of shit. Yeah. I so we went we went to um this this birthday party uh yes was it yesterday oh well you didn't go yeah but that was yesterday and <laughs> I I ate so much I'm getting used to like eating so much and making myself be on the verge of vomiting. That's good. It's like a normal thing That's now. That's good, yeah. Like, before we started, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Like, <laughs> I was just like, oh, this is normal now. Yeah. But I was telling my girlfriend, like, you, <laughs> this lifestyle is funny and it's crazy because you're, because she was saying, you, so you're just going to stop April 1st. Like, you're just going to stop, mm-hmm. like, doing this. <laughs> Well, be she's a, like doubting you. Like, I don't think you are. No, know. but she no, she just found it crazy because mm. she sees how I'm eating and and what I'm doing, and she's yeah. like, "So April first, you're just gonna do the complete opposite." And yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know." Because yeah, I don't, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to uh, for people to comprehend because first of all, a diet is hard for like normal people that don't really work out like us and, and don't have experience well, with it's, diets. It's and stuff. a mentality. It's yeah. It's a it's a a change of, of pace like you're doing something different like it most of the times when people try something different it's hard because you have to especially with a diet because you have to habitually do some do it every day mm-hmm. and like it's a big change of, of lifestyle so for that time you have but to be on top of yourself for us we're, for us we're like so used to changing and adapting and because we know the results and we, we've been through it already <laughs> so so, so the thing is too is that it's very extreme. Yeah. And for whatever reason we have the mentality we like to be extreme. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. Extreme. Yeah. Like I was telling her, yeah, I'm I'm trading one eating disorder for another mm-hmm. like April 1st, mm-hmm. you know? I'm trying like, Is it but is it a disorder? If is it is it <laughs> Is it a disorder if you're like have, you're under control? Is it? But are you under control? Yeah, you, you're, you're literally of, you're literally going from like five thousand calories a day to like yeah. But you kind of forcing where yourself to start something. Is it? It's just like changing for it, another disorder. And then it, yeah, oh, it's gosh. like you like you give up one ha- bad habit for another. You give up one addiction for another addiction. Yeah, but is it an addiction? Addiction you can't stop. Like we just stop like that. Literally going cold turkey, like people but, who are who are addicts can't do that. <laughs> but it, it, yeah, I guess. But it's so. But you get. You have to. The thing is that you have to be mentally tough to deal with the transition, right? So right. the first month. That well, the first week or so is going to be terrible, mm-hmm. and then it's going to gradually get better. But our body's not going to respond well to that you know we're gonna get withdrawals we're gonna get cra- like angry mm-hmm. you know when you get on yeah. a diet you get angry for no reason mm-hmm. you you know you're sleepy sometimes for no reason you know you um you know you're gonna be constantly hungry yeah. uh you get all these like weird things um get headaches you get you know whatever i guess we know i get body aches yeah we know that's coming right yeah. so it's just not it's not like a person is going through this and they're like they get cranky they get hungry and they're like you know i'm just gonna fucking eat a cookie fuck this shit yeah you know we, we know like um or i'm cranky i'm tired i know 
what to do. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> but, but you don't. But I'm you not going to eat anymore. But you don't. We the only reason we know that is because we were dumb enough to. We we used to do these diets when we were younger for no reason, like just mm-hmm. to look good, you know. And yeah. that was like the motivating factor. Yeah. And then as we got older, we kind of figured out what everything is. Like, oh, I'm feeling like this because of this. You know, if I eat this, it'll do this to my body. Um, you know, I have to diet for this long. I have to do these kinds of workouts. Just became more and more evolved, you know, and and uh, became so you, bigger learning thing. You think the more uh, educated people are when they go on a diet, the less they they are to uh, break it. Um. Uh. Yeah, I think it's. I think if people. If more people knew what they were eating, instead of just like going online, like, all right, I'm gonna go on uh, a Nutrisystem. I got a friend that's on Nutrisystem right now. I don't even know what that is. I'll have to look it up too. It was so apparently they just like uh, you tell them your your, I don't know, you give them information, they send meals kind of thing. Oh. So okay. so you could eat whatever you want, quotation. So but it's macros, if it fits your macros. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. okay. That's kind of easy. So that's what I'm saying. Like they have, she has no education of like what she's gonna go through. Like if mm-hmm. she's gonna, she's is the, how it's gonna affect her. And well, like, you know. if she can endure it, right? Then eventually she might be okay. You know, like mm-hmm. her body will adapt to that, and and she'll be okay. But the tr- the transition will be hard. Right. Um. Yeah. It, it's it's really strange, but it's funny how. <laughs> Like, I think about myself, and I'm like, what, what is wrong with me? You know? Like, yesterday, I was really like, what is wrong with me? I was like, I ate. The thing is that I've been building myself to eat a lot, mm-hmm. building myself up gradually to eat so much and and lift and do whatever um, that I don't even realize I'm doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like I ate one giant plate of, like, rice, pork, chicken, macaroni salad, whatever mm-hmm. and then immediately I was like I'm done and then I got a second plate yeah. like just as big yeah. Yeah. With, ju- with the same things yeah. and then I ate that and they were like yeah we." Oh, I had like two beers and then they are like yeah we got cake there was like three cakes <laughs> and I was like yeah I'm gonna eat a piece of cake too and then I <laughs> and then finally when I got to sit down I was dying. Like, my stomach hurt. Like, mm-hmm. I had to use the bathroom. Like, I was bloated. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to lay down. I started to get sleepy. Like, just um, started going into, like, a food coma. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, you know, wanting to throw up, but also <laughs> take a shit at the same time. You know, I'm like, yeah, shit, do I throw up? Yeah. Do I lay down? I don't know. <laughs> and then I'm, I was just looking at my girlfriend, like, why do I, why did I do that to myself? <laughs> like, like, what was the point of that? Yeah. Yeah, my girlfriend looks at me the same way. She's like, yeah. "Are you okay? Like, you're not supposed. You should. Like, she called me a glutton the other day. I told you. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. like, you're just being a glutton. I'm like, yeah. you don't know me. You don't know me. I have to do this. <laughs> you know what this is about. Eat more. Yeah, yeah. I find. I just find myself too, uh, being full, mm-hmm. but then seeing food and eating it. Not even hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. just a habit. I yeah, don't know. until it hurts. Yeah, especially like, oh, stop. For me, like I love food. Like that's my thing. I yeah. Love it. So. It's it's worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when I'm dieting, when I'm cutting, it's just like so bad. 
It's miserable. Yeah. But, I mean, also what, what drives me is the end result. And plus we have a competition, too. So that's what drives me more. Yeah. So that's what that's what's like keeping me on track too. I like being on a diet, and fu- like for me, it's fun to find. I, I like to cook, so it's fun for me to find out. Like I feel accomplished when I make a good meal. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like fuck yeah, like this hit the macros that I wanted it to. Yeah. Like it tastes good. You know, I know it's going to do this to me. Like mm-hmm. you know, um, so, so that's what, like I find it enjoyable because. Um, it's like a it becomes like a strange experiment mm-hmm. on your on yourself. You're like, if I do this and train like this and eat that, and yeah. then I'm gonna get this result. And then you see it happening, and you feel good about it. You yeah. feel good, you know. But but yeah, there are times where it's very hard, and you're gonna go to sleep hungry. Yeah. You know, the worst uh, that I experienced when I was cutting for the competition before it was there's a, there comes a time where you cut, you lose weight. But then you kind of plateau, and then yeah, yeah. you're just like, "Where's the results? Like, like, what do I, I do? I lost so much weight, and I'm not seeing anything." Right. And then you're just like, "Fuck!" It's just like you get discouraged and like, "God, this mm-hmm. is not working." But you just got to keep going, and then and then you like, you see the cuts and the definition more, and it's it's like worth yeah, it. Then. One yeah. One day you just look and you're like, "Oh, okay." I, yeah. I'm starting to get like striations. Yeah. And all this stuff. There was like a home off before. I was just like, "What? This is not working. Why am I even doing this? I should just stop." You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I just kept going, and, and then the results showed. I'm like, "Oh, okay. Yeah. I just have to do that." And there's a point, you know, when your body's just like, "All right, you lost enough," you know, and then you mm-hmm. gotta like push it further and keep yeah. keep the calorie deficit and you know tr- keep the intensity and training and all this stuff mm-hmm. and just force it. You know, to to change. I tried to explain um, the kind of diet that we're going to be doing uh, to my girlfriend and to other people, and I was just saying <laughs> to get to where we want to be, we're going to be doing a diet where you are always hungry. Mm-hmm. You're literally what you do is you lift. And you're literally giving your body just enough to survive and, mm-hmm. and just enough to keep muscle on your body. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the supplements that you're taking is just so you can keep muscle on your body. Because you're forcing your body to keep muscle on and lose body fat. Mm-hmm. It's, your body realizes that you're starving. It realizes you're putting it in, the, in starvation mode, right. literally. You're mm-hmm. not eating enough for months. You're you're at a deficit, meaning you're eating less calories. Um, uh, you're you're burning more calories than you're eating. Mm-hmm. So you're always at a deficit. You're constantly losing weight, and it comes to, to a point where your body tries to to fight you because it's not natural for you to do that right. unless you're dying. Mm-hmm. It's not your body's happy that you're fat. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. it's happy that you're obese, and then you're like, no. <laughs> The next four months, we're going to be hungry. Yeah. You know, out of nowhere. We were fine the whole year. We were out of excess the whole year. Plus, we're going to work out and, like, put our body through all this stress and yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. We're going to stress stress our bodies the fuck out by working out super hard. Yeah. And Which is not normal, like, in the wild at all. Like, if yeah. you were starving out there, like, in the in normal, like, yeah, wild wilderness, go, you whatever. You bench press. Yeah. <laughs> You would have run a, a marathon or something. You would have <laughs> yeah. expend. You would try to save you, all the calories you you yeah. have. Yeah. You wouldn't be like the sun is hot. I'm starving. It's time to do some deadlifts. Yeah. You know, like you would. You would not do that. Yeah. 
So your body doesn't know what you're doing. It's like, what, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and so you feel you're literally, you know, in starvation mode the, the entire time. So you go from having an excess to starving. And then, you know, you're supplementing protein. You're supplementing amino acids, you know, these things just to keep, just to try and keep the, the muscle on. Mm-hmm. So you're barely... It's like when I think about it, it's so crazy. It's like you're barely surviving. Mm-hmm. You're barely surviving on purpose so that you can look shredded. Like so, yeah. <laughs> so you could have a six pack. You know, you're mm-hmm. you're putting your body through this, you know, deficit of nutrition so you can look a certain way. Mm-hmm. So you could look healthy, but you're really not. Right. Um. So it's just interesting. So you know, my girlfriend's like, "You so you're gonna go from eating till you almost throw up and shit mm-hmm. at the same time to being starving for four months." And I'm like, "Yes, this is what you have to do. Like, this is what people know that you have to do." Yeah, yeah. and that's not even. We're naturals. It, it, imagine doing that and then having to take drugs too. Yeah, you know that do all sorts of things to your your mood and and all sorts of things to your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably even harder and, you, and you, you have to manage that, you know, you have to manage that protocol, you know, like we just take supplements, Yeah. you know, they have to make a protocol, a four month protocol of like taking drugs, yeah, you know, cycles for like and, pros, you know, yeah, you have to wash their vials and everything, you know, you have to be careful. Yeah. You got to wash their blood pressure, their heart rate, like everything, you know, if, if they mess up anything, you know, they're already starving and at a de- at a deficit and really putting their bodies in survival mode like hurting their bodies and then on top of that they're adding drugs mm-hmm. that like <laughs> can ruin their kidneys ruin their liver ruin their heart like all these all these things yeah um it's crazy but it's crazy you know I, I have no problem with it but yeah it's a crazy sport and people i don't know people think of it to be when when they see a bodybuilder, they they think, you know, they just really must have a really good diet and they're really, uh, yeah, really yeah. strict. But yeah. little do you know that I don't know. I, I find that bodybuilders are. I feel like it's just an addict. Like you have to have an addictive personality to do it. You have to be a, an extreme person. You know, you have mm-hmm. to be willing and dedicated to suffer. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you have to be a, like a masochist. You right. know, you, you're okay with with doing physical harm to your body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's it's a crazy thing to think about. Yeah, it's like, but it's like anything, right? Like, in order to get a goal, you might have to sacrifice and suffer course, a little bit. Yeah, you know? but it's just funny that the end goal is just to to have the end goal is to deplete your body like the end goal is to have as little of amount of fat on your body as possible mm-hmm. which you need to live to survive yeah. <laughs> yeah you need to live like that's the goal yeah there's i don't know of any other goals that i don't know i mean fighting when you fight yeah there's there's a goal and like people get brain damage and stuff like that but you a fight can end in a in a in the first round, you know, and and you could win in the first round, and you, you could be fine. 
with bodybuilding, every single time you go to a show, every single time you know you're doing damage to your body and you're pushing mm-hmm. it to the most extreme limit every single time. It's like in comparison, let's say you were a boxer and you let's say you knew for your entire career mm-hmm. you were going to fight 12 rounds every single fight no matter what. You know what I mean? So you're pushing your body to the limit every single fight. Your brain is getting bashed in every single fight for 12 rounds. Mm-hmm. Like that's the same thing as bodybuilding. Every single show, you're pushing your body to the limit. You know what I mean? Like you're going all 12 rounds. You're you're Yeah, but there's also a hard. safe way to do it, right? You don't have to get your head bashed in every 12 rounds every time. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's what bodybuilding is is what I'm saying. Like like you don't have every to every single but, time. There's no like yeah, but you could you could come back for it. You like you're not on the verge of death every time, you know. Uh, in bodybuilding, yeah, unless you're doing it the way I mean, too extreme. Kind of, you are. If you okay, you if you're show ready, mm-hmm. try staying show ready for more than two weeks. No, but you don't do that. That's what I'm saying. Like it's something that you can't maintain, and it and you're because it's the limit. Yeah, it's your body's limit, and yeah. you have to do that every single time you do a show. There's no time where you do a show. You're like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna be yeah, but all eight percent body fat this time instead of five. In or all sports, less. you don't go a hundred percent all the time, like every time. You know, well, like, some you have to. Like you don't to the to the point that you're harming yourself. You don't do that. I'm saying like you're, you oh, no, use, use that's what I'm saying. Of, like, why, that's why bodybuilding's unique. That's why bodybuilding's different than the other sports because uh-huh. bodybuilding you have to. If you want to win, you have to be the most extreme person on the stage. Right, but there's yeah. a, there's a, there's ways to do that and and not dying. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, no, there, there not are, everyone dies. There are people but, who die because they went too extreme, but there there is a safe way to do it. You know. Yeah, but no matter what, you're doing damage to your body. No matter yeah. what, there's it's not it's safe because because we it's safe in a way that like. You could do it for a long time mm-hmm. and retire and be okay, but there's no it's just a fact that your body is not supposed to do that, and you force it to do that every year mm-hmm. and then like if you're a professional you're force you're forcing your body to do that twice a year, three times a year, you know or more if you're crazy mm-hmm. um, like I was watching the Ronnie Coleman documentary, like for example, the most extreme example one of them is is Ronnie Coleman who pushed his body to the limit mm-hmm. every single time, in the gym, on the stage. He's also a crazy powerlifter, all, power too. Yeah. So he fucked up all his joints in his back. <laughs> yeah, but, but, you know, I was watching his documentary. He's talking about, like, he'll do one show one week and then mm-hmm. go to the next show another week. And that's what he did before he was, like, really Ronnie Coleman. You mm-hmm. know, like, he was a pro, but he wasn't ever, like, first, second, or third. So he would do shows back to back to back just to get practice and stuff. And he would look like shit and he would feel like shit and, and all this stuff. And that that's why, you know, the body, bodybuilding is you, your body, your, your biology is like so good at adapting. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can, re, as long as you're young and healthy, you can recover from a lot of terrible shit that you do to your body. Mm-hmm. But there, there's, it's unhealthy. It's not healthy mm-hmm. whatsoever. There's nothing about bodybuilding that's healthy. Um, pushing your body to that limit every single time and lowering your body fat to like 
it, it's limits where you know you need you need your body fat to, mm-hmm. to live. You need you need it for for your hormones. You need it for like a lot of things in your body. You know mm-hmm. your your cells. Like you need fat in your body. Um, and then you're almost taking it all away every every year. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, and but the good thing is is that you can rebound from that very very quickly. Mm-hmm. You can't rebound from like brain damage in a in a fight or whatever. Yeah. But that that's what I mean by when I say like bodybuilding is unique in that you it's it's the most extreme. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the most extreme sports and it doesn't look like it. Mm-hmm. On the outside it doesn't look like it. But you know on the stage Although we know on the stage that all those guys are dying, like they're yeah, they're all like yeah. tired, they're like ready to pass out, they're like so hungry, mm-hmm. you know. It's been four months of like hard work and diet, and they're they're they are like about to break on that stage, you know. Yeah. And they're just it's crazy because they gotta you have to go up there and just smile and like look <laughs> cool, yeah, and yeah. but on the inside you're like Jesus like I, I can't wait for this to be over mm-hmm. you know my like I can't wait to just eat normally again I can't wait to for my biology to go back the way it was you know like these guys their their testosterone is low their mm-hmm. libido is low their metabolism is shit mm-hmm. you know their body fat it's almost gone and now they have to after the show recover and rebuild all these things again all mm-hmm. these like f- things back they have to go back to normal yeah, yeah you know there's no other sport that does that you don't go into a, into the in the NBA they're not you know they're not hungry they're not they don't have to smile when they dunk a ball they don't have to flex as hard as they can their body fat doesn't have to be low their testosterone doesn't have to go down because yeah. of overtraining or poor dieting. You know, their their kidneys are fine. You know, like they they're not malnourished. Um, they don't have to take supplements, you know, unless they want to mm-hmm. um, to stay muscular to maintain their their physical beings. Mm-hmm. You know, so that it's when I the more and more I think about bodybuilding, I just think of how crazy it is. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people think like just because these these all these bodybuilders are like shredded and shit and muscular that they're all all healthy and whatever like that 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 their physique signifies healthiness but not really yeah. little do they know they're like and that's because of all their bodies all screwed up yeah. you know and that's because of mainstream media you know main like uh, social media whatever you see on TV mm-hmm. supplement this and vitamin that and uh, this guy, you know, takes this supplement. And you see him in a picture or in a video, and he has a six pack. Mm-hmm. But really, you don't, you didn't know that that model, that fitness model, or that bodybuilder or whatever, had to do like a, a just really strict diet to mm-hmm. to look like that. Yeah. And not one supplement or vitamin or or yeah, it's not responsible for it's not responsible for all <laughs> of that. You yeah. know, it didn't get him or her up every day to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's why um like that that's why like kids, young kids uh that are working out, they think protein powder is like magic. Yeah. Like uh the other day there was two there was two kids like they were 17. They asked me like, "Yo man, what what protein powder you look you you take? Your arms are huge." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how they they are uh sort of putting together like big arms, he must take 
protein powder, like good protein powder, like like, like it's some steroids or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it, it caught me off guard. Like what? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> so I, they're, they're, they're like, what what kind of protein powder are you taking? I was like, I, I eat food, food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I told them that, and they're like, what? Huh? I was like, yeah, just eat, just eat a lot, and just, just eat protein. Yeah, and then lift heavy, whatever. And I was telling them, they're like, well, okay. They're, <laughs> they're like, I guess you let them down. Yeah, that's not the answer they wanted like, to hear. You're not my hero <laughs> yeah. anymore. Yeah. I was like, wow. <laughs> that's like if someone comes up to you like, yo, you like, I don't know. Just like, yo, you have nice hair. What gel do you use? Or something. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. Yo, yeah. who's your barber? Yeah. Yo, you, you uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. It's, it's funny. Just, it's strange. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's uh, like yo, you're handsome. Where does you, where do you buy your clothes from? Like what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I was responsible to you for like thinking like that too. That supplements were uh, the reason why people get shredded. Like it had like eighty percent to do with it. That's how I used to think. And it was because because like you said, like you see these magazines, these pictures of people like yeah. in crazy shape. Like here, take these fish oil pills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like the fucking. It's just like a crazy Jack, like yeah. Jay Cutler looking dude, and yeah. he just has like fish oil in his hands, and yeah. he's like, "Take, I take omega three fish oil from Jacked yeah. brand, whatever, Blackjack yeah. X three. Little people know they're just going backstage and like injecting themselves with like a, a another form of like, was it like TNT or something? <laughs> TNT? Yeah, yeah. It was like a. It was like. Oh, the the gunpowder yeah. thing. To lose to lose weight, they inject themselves with like a a sort of like isotope of of uh I don't know like gunpowder or explosive or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like C four. Like yeah, I don't even know. Something, something ridiculous. Yeah, it's like napalm. It works, but you'll die. <laughs> I think someone did die from that. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I was watching, um, I forget his name, but the, the dude uh, that was like 1% body fat, he died. Oh, yo. He's a bodybuilder. On stage? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, like right, well, right after the yeah. show, yeah. He Fuck, died. yo. And I was showing um, uh, my girlfriend, and she, like, it was ridiculous how, sh- like, shredded he was. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of him flexing, like, doing the um, most muscular mm-hmm. pose, and you could, he looked like. You he looked rip open. <laughs> not no, not even. It looked like he had no skin. It looked like it's just flesh. Yeah, it oh, just looked like one damn. of those pictures that you see of of uh, the anatomy, mm-hmm. and it's like just <laughs> muscles, like pink muscles. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it looked like. There's like nothing under the skin. Yeah, because he's a, he's a white guy too. So mm. like I guess his skin had like a pink tone or something because mm-hmm. he was like all like blood rushing through him and pumped up. Yeah, and he just looked like. A Titan, like he just looked from Attack on Titan. He just looked like a, <laughs> like a, like muscles, like he had no skin. Yeah, um, that's fucking yeah. Nuts. He died, and he, he he went to the hospital. And he died, like his kidneys failed, like all like yeah. all this stuff. And uh, I think the doctor said, the the doctors there were like, we've never seen a person like this. The you know? shredded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nurse, have yeah. you ever seen a shredded, yeah. more shredded? All the nurses, <laughs> more shredded guy. No, no, no. It's like, oh my god. Like, all, yeah, all the guy nurses were like, you fuck, bro. You fuck shredded. All the, all the doctors like, I wonder what protein powder he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, damn, bro. 
<laughs> Damn, bro, you died of yokeness. <laughs> That's goals, bro. <laughs> this guy's a god. Get this hero a cape. <laughs> yeah, he 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 died, and uh, the doctor said. <laughs> The doctor said that he was like one percent body fat. Jeez, and like yeah. they, were, they were saying, how is that possible? Like he literally only had visceral fat, just organ fat. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, because he was taking like gunpowder, fireworks, like what I don't know, whatever fuck. the fuck. I would try it though. That's so extreme, man. Yeah, no. that's so crazy. But like I said, that's what's why bodybuilding is is kind of unique because it's mm-hmm. it's so extreme in that way, yeah. where you are doing crazy like on a cellular level like you you are damaging your body like you're mm-hmm. doing shit to your body that's crazy and you could definitely end up dead you could mm-hmm. d- just get, end up dead from dehydration yeah yeah, yeah you know yeah. which is like everyone's dehydrated there mm-hmm. you know there's not one person that's not dehydrated on, on the stage mm-hmm. um so yeah uh it's so i can't wait yeah. So it'll be fun, yeah. you know. <laughs> no, I'm excited. Well, we're excited. we're you, fucking crazy. Just talking like about that. this makes me hype. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm almost dying. Hell yeah! Fucking sick. <laughs> we're almost dying. Fuck you! Just yeah. like yeah, I can't wait till he fucking shredded and almost dead. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait to be half dead. Ooh. Can't wait to my libido to go down. Uh, not be to, horny. Can't wait to dance on the verge of fucking yeah. heaven's door. <laughs> heaven's door. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's oh gonna be. It's, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> it's crazy. But it becomes routine, so you know. The first month, it's like you cook, whatever. You eat your meals, and you it becomes like a strange it, addiction. So, yeah. It's like you you get a, like every month you get results, and you just like oh god, keep going, god, mm-hmm. keep going. You get obsessed with like doing this punishment to yourself. You know, it's it's weird, but whatever. Yeah. The ultimate form of discipline. So, so, well, so personal training's been interesting. How's personal training? Uh, it's good, man. I got a lot of clients now. Mm-hmm. Um, so some days are hard, man. Some days are like, you know, that phrase like "be careful what you wish for" is like very, you know, relevant right now because. Now I'm at a point where I have enough people to Fuck. almost fill up my whole day mm-hmm. and keep me busy. Uh, and that shit is tiring. It's tiring. But, you know, what? one thing is, uh, one thing about me is that I'm very transparent. So, one, one, yeah, one, on the way to the gym, I'm like, fuck. You know, like, you know, I don't want to go. But once I'm there, uh, it's fun. It's mm-hmm. fun, you know, I like talking to people, I like training people, and, you know, I genuinely care about people, and I think that shows, and it makes people want to keep showing up, and, you know, it keeps the sessions fun, and it keeps people motivated to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely hard, because you need, being, I said this before, being a personal trainer is the same thing as being someone's psychiatrist, mm-hmm. you know? People come to you with their issues. They come to you with whatever's going on in their life. And they want to talk about it sometimes. Sometimes they just want to work out and, you know, relieve stress that way or whatever. Uh, And then sometimes you have to motivate people. Um, You know, they think of themselves negatively or they think of situations negatively. And you got to 
um, you know, spin it, spin it a different way, a different angle for them to see it, uh, so that they keep showing up and so that they have a good uh, a good time. Mm-hmm. And I like it. The, the more the more I do that, the more the better I get at it, and the more fun it is. Mm-hmm. And the more I see the effect that I'm having on people, which is a, is a positive one. Mm-hmm. And it makes me better outside of the gym as well because I feel like more and more every day I'm having more of a positive effect on people and that and that makes me feel good too. Mm-hmm. So now more than ever, you know, I've had people tell me they love me. I've had people tell me like, you know, that they care about me or they appreciate me or they want to, they're looking forward to seeing me again. Like, you know, stuff like that that's, a bit of it is is selfish on my part because everybody wants to be loved, right? Everybody or liked at least, mm-hmm. um, and that can be like addicting, you know. But it's better than the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's better than having people hate you, or it's better than being an asshole to everyone and not caring about anyone. It's like a healthy addiction, mm-hmm. you know, like. I guess you can compare it to like it's not like you just you're just asking for them to like you you're not giving anything back right right I'm giving them more Mm -hmm. actually you know I'm giving them a lot of my time and my Mm -hmm. energy and effort Mm -hmm. you know so in return you know I don't get much back but um, you know at least I get like a mutual respect and and you know their happiness makes me happy so yeah. it, it's cool it's cool and it, it's a strange addiction it's um i was listening to you know the joe rogan podcast and he was saying that the other day like you get um once you get out of like being a selfish negative weird person you get addicted like and you start helping people like mm-hmm. you get addicted to helping people and like seeing people do better and stuff like that and I'm seeing that in my own life, like now more than ever. I have better relations. I'm training uh, one of my aunts, and you know she's going through a, a hard time. Whatever, like her, you know, her sister passed away. You know, uh, she's kind of dating again, and you know, our my grandmother, her mom is like dementia, mm-hmm. and she has kids. And, like, she's very stressed out. Very, um, uh, you know fucking she's going to nursing school like all this stuff uh and my aunt and i we were very close when when i was a baby Mm -hmm. because she's old she's my old she's like an older aunt so uh we lived together for a little bit when my grandmother raised me but she moved out like shortly after whatever she moved out at a young age Mm -hmm. um and she's always been like my other aunts have always been like my sisters mm-hmm. and she's always been like my aunt you know what i mean like i i called her titi like growing up you know i never called her by her name mm-hmm. um now i call her by her name but uh it's always been like you're my aunt i'm your nephew kind of respect thing and like we never got to be like best friends mm-hmm. uh but now i feel like we're getting closer because i'm uh, i'm training her you know i go, i go to the bronx to train her and um, I feel good that I can be there for her and talk to her like when she's having this tough time or whatever and like help her work out obviously mm-hmm. um, so I, I 
a younger me would feel awkward and not know what to talk about while I'm training her and not know how to handle her hardships and situations and the same for all my clients like a younger me would kind of not handle it so well or figure out how to speak to people mm-hmm. um but the more practice i got in the gym training people the better at communicating i got the better at consoling the better at motivating the better at you know all, all these things being mm-hmm. just being social um, so it's, it's even making my relationship with my family even better. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I called my crazy grandfather on the, you know, video chat the other day. You know what I mean? I had my brother staying here. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been trying to have my family over the house more often just like not, uh, alienate myself or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just be more present in people's lives. Um, so that it's interesting that that's what personal training has been doing for me lately. And I, I've said this on earlier podcasts, like um, one of the things uh, I've been crazy, uh, you know, about with my learning is is learning how to communicate better, you know, doing like these talks, you know, and doing, um, you know, just learning how to be vocal and communicate better mm-hmm. uh, has been a thing uh, for me. And now personal training has en- enhanced that. You know, so there's trainers that I see in the gym that are like, I don't know what they're doing. It just looks strange to me. Like, they're just there, quiet. They're just there, quiet, like staring at them, mm-hmm. or like they might whisper something or say something or say nothing at all, you mm-hmm. know, just kind of standing there. And I see what, like, multiple trainers like that. I'm like, what? I'm like, how? If I had your client, like, the, they would stay with me, you right. know, because mm-hmm. they would have fun. Yeah, those people. I would talk to them about their lives, like, like. They don't. They don't get a. They don't create a rapport with them, so yeah. they, don't, they don't stay. You know, they. It's, a, they it's just, not a real relationship. Yeah, they just stay for the session. And they're like, all right, I'm not gonna go back there because yeah. I don't. Ha- they may not think that directly, but they just don't feel more com- like comfortable or like nothing's mm-hmm. driving them. They might hang. Go. I think uh, those trainers hang on to the fact that they might be good trainers, mm-hmm. or they might be able to get you results. So it's they're probably, like, it doesn't. Yeah. I don't have to say anything to you because you're getting these results. Yeah. You know, you're or I'm putting you through this workout that you want. That's the probably they, they just think that being a personal trainer is just being a personal trainer. You know, like just writing a routine and yeah. then being like, "All right, do it." Yeah. You know. Yeah. But it's more than that, and <clears throat> you. you you don't fitness is not just physical Mm -hmm. you know fitness is is very mental it's very um how you much how you feel about yourself and how you you know the whatever you and why you feel that way you know your experiences whatever you've been through whatever you're going through at the moment you're not you you're not going to just take someone off the street and say you're going to do this routine you're going to eat this way and you know you're gonna feel better about yourself and all these things you're just gonna do it because I said so Mm -hmm. you're just gonna do it because you paid me that's not gonna happen Mm -hmm. it's not gonna happen they're not gonna keep coming to you they're not gonna stick to a diet they're not just gonna change their whole life because you you became the trainer Mm -hmm. so building these connections and and uh, you know really helping people and, and caring about them is how you're going to uh, change their lives, you know, mm-hmm. and change their bad habits and the way they think about themselves or their relationship with, 
other people or the, their relationship with food, their relationship with the fitness in general, mm-hmm. you know, the way they think about it. It's not going to change from you standing there okay. and watching them and being like, all right, four sets of this. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, squat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. Like any... um like in any good business, uh, if you're just selling a, a product to somebody and not really communicating with the customer or whatever, people you're can not, tell. You're not gonna, yeah, you're you're not gonna like be successful in the long run if you establish like rapport and trust and like uh, communication with that person. Then it's it's better for success, you mm-hmm. know. So I would imagine like being a personal trainer and just staying there doing nothing. And then your session's over, they go home, and they're just like, nothing's really driving them to Nothing go changed. back, you know, except... Uh, the fact that they paid you. Yeah, yeah. So if if you have a good rapport and good trust, they might go home with like, you know what, uh, I, I wonder what they would think of me if I don't go back, or like, he, are they really, they're really cool or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, sort of like, that's another drive for them to go back. They want to continue the right. conversation that mm-hmm. you were having. You yeah. Know? yeah, they feel comfortable and... They could talk to you and yeah. yeah. I I feel that a lot of my clients just want to hang out. Yeah, you know, um, like a lot, like a few of them will be like, I'll be like, oh, we did this the other day, or we had this or that. They'll be like, oh, you should invite me next time. You know, like I got that a lot, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, okay, like you want to hang out, like, like you know, so they're like having a good time in the gym that they want to hang out with me outside of the gym, you know, mm-hmm. which I don't have a problem with either, you know, as long as it's not weird or anything. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you got some people, too, that are a little, like, enjoy you a little too much. Mm-hmm. And they might be female. And uh, you like, you cannot hang out with me outside of the gym. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot hang out with me outside of the gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, you know, that's okay, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <clears throat> yeah, but training's been good. I mean, my plan... Uh, I don't want to give away everything, but, I mean... My plan is to just keep growing this year as far as personal training goes. Um, I, I want to have more than I can handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's because that's how I function. I function better when things are chaotic and I have to uh, improvise. <clears throat> when, I'm co- when it's comfortable, I'm, I'm not good. Uh, Did you ever consider okay. doing a group classes, group training? Uh, so I've done that, right? Mm-hmm. I've done like the boot camps and stuff. I'm saying like now. Later. Oh, um, like, uh, no, I, I don't really like doing that. Yeah. Again, I like to be personal. No, yeah. That's just, that's just a different form. It's a whole different format, you know? Yeah. I'm well, saying, I've like, done, I've done, you know, boot camps in the gym with multiple people, multiple people. You know, I've done the, like, kickboxing thing with, like, you know, I, so I had my own, like, women's kickboxing business. And sometimes the classes will have like 20 people in it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like 20 women in there that I have to divide my attention to and like be, it, it's a whole different, um, thing. You know, you have, you, you're not really, you get one on one time, like kind of, uh, very briefly, very briefly with yeah. everyone. It's kind of like, uh, you have to be very funny and charismatic mm-hmm. and at the same time be, uh, informative. And at the same time, you have to remember certain things about people. Um, so the, these are tips for anyone who who you know wants to do this sort of thing. It, it's if you can be 
funny, if you could be informative and educational, if you can remember, first of all, obviously remember everyone's name, but mm -hmm. remember little things about everyone, you know, if they tell you like, um, I don't know, there, there's a lot of things that they would tell me like, oh, uh, something like my knees hurt when we start the class jumping rope. Mm -hmm. So then uh, I'd say something like, okay, um, your knees hurt probably because, probably because we're jumping rope at the beginning of class and that's kind of that bounce is kind of harsh on your knees so maybe you should do these kinds of warm-ups I'll show you what kinds of warm-ups you can do before the class when you get here mm -hmm. and then when the class starts you should be fine mm -hmm. uh, I did that for one person and then she was fine uh, someone um, oh my my joints hurt or like whatever um, do you know anything that I can do or take? Uh, take these supplements, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. I'll write them down for you. Or or these vitamins, rather, not supplements. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then they come back. Oh, that's great. Uh, how should I eat? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm having, I don't know. Or just remember, like, personal things. Like, uh, I won't be here Saturday. My It's my son's birthday. Mm -hmm. And then they come the next week. Uh, how is your son's birthday? You know what I mean? So even um, in the big bigger classes, you have to be even more. It makes sense. You have to be even more on point because mm -hmm. you have to remember all these little things about every single person. You have to be still still personal, but divide your attention among everyone. Mm -hmm. You have to make it fun for everyone and accommodate everyone. If someone can't do something uh, that everyone else can do, you have to you know give them an easier version. And at the same time, not make them feel less like they're inferior to all the other people. Um, you know, you have to, you know, and when you give criticism, like it has to be in a friendly way or a funny way mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I like, I like it, but it's not my favorite thing to do. So mm -hmm. it's a lot of energy and mm -hmm. a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. So I, I like being one-on-one -on -one with people. I like being personal with people. And um, it's a better way for me to work on my communication skills and, um, you know, my social skills. Yeah. Yeah, it's a whole different animal. Yeah. I'm doing that. Yeah, yeah. It's, but, I mean, it's all good. To me, it's all fun. And like I said, I think that's, that's why um, with I, – I have issues in other areas. Like I'm still learning how to market and promote myself and – just get people through the door. Mm -hmm. um, that's why I'm doing all these business classes and stuff like that um, to help me with that. So I know what's the formula to get people through the door and, and you know the things that I have to try. But once I don't have a problem that once I have people to keep them because I think I'm very transparent and they can see that the same way I'm talking on this podcast uh, is the same way I talk to them in real life. Like I'll, they'll ask me one question and I'll just rant. I'll just talk to them forever. Um, you know, and they they and they can tell that I care about them because I'll, I'll constantly ask them like, you know, about their if they choose to share with me something personal or um, you know, whatever's going on in their life, I I always bring it up, or I'll ask them how they're doing or mm -hmm. you know stuff like that. I'll try to give them advice or something of my own. I'll try to relate to them. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. Uh, yeah, being 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 a personal trainer is cool, mm. and it's fun if that's your thing. You know, yeah. if your thing, if you're a people person, um, 
and obviously you have a passion for fitness, mm-hmm. you know, um, then it's a great thing to do. Uh, but I don't want to do it long term. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to do it forever. I want to move on to like bigger business th- things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is like the first level, you know, mm-hmm. and seeing the progress is is awesome. You know, going from having one or two people, and I still have those one or two people that I started with. You know, going into like the double digits now is like exciting, and and uh, it lets me know that I'm doing the right thing, right. and that I just need to keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, because the, yeah, there are times where I'm like this. It's it's hard. Mm-hmm. There are times where I, where where I don't have money. There are times where it looks like nothing's gonna work, or I don't have another idea. Um, you know, I'm like, what's the next? thing i'm going to do what how am i going to promote myself uh what's the next sale what's the next pitch um you know uh, but i'm like i have to keep going Mm -hmm. you know i have to keep going it's the same thing like with anything else like anything else once you if you start something if you're always starting things and never finishing them you don't have the fortitude to to keep going you're never gonna reach that end goal you never you're never going to see progress mm-hmm. and with business and with this sort of thing i don't think there is an end goal it's mm-hmm. just you just keep going yeah. you just keep keep going keep expanding keep trying different things mm-hmm. um but it's exciting it's exciting and it's difficult you know most people have you had to like turn people down because you have too many people to like train not yet not well yet. well i've turned people down because they're in different areas like there are people that want me to travel to them mm-hmm. and i don't have the time I, I would have the time if i didn't have this many people now yeah uh but yeah i've turned people down because of that like oh uh, you know i can't travel to you this day at this time or or you know if i did it would probably probably be once a week mm-hmm. where i'd have to uh commit like half a day to just going to you and training you mm-hmm. now if you want to do that you're gonna have to pay me more money right. which you know People want you to do the most and pay you the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's how you know people work. Yeah, a lot of the time. Um, so yeah, I've had to turn people down because of that. They won't pay me enough, or because they want me to do extra, or they're just they they would just take up too much of my time. Mm-hmm. So I have to stick to people that um will are willing to travel to me, which I do. I'm getting more and more. You know, I have two people from New Jersey, uh, a few people from like, you know, the other boroughs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they keep coming because, you know, again, because, you know, they're, they're getting yeah. results. They're getting a good workout in and they see that I'm not just bullshitting them. I'm not yeah. just like trying to just get money, yeah. you know, that's even more, uh, uh, sort of, um, that, that even proves more that what you're doing is is right. Like uh, that you're creating rapport because you have people coming from literally different states to here. Yeah, they're taking like <laughs> two hour rides yeah. or whatever it is just to train with me yeah. for an hour. Yeah. If they were just like miserable crazy. here, just working out with you, then they wouldn't come back. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's it's a learning process and it's fun, but but it's going well. Mm-hmm. And um, I was talking to my girlfriend earlier. Um, you know the the fear of failure and the fear of success uh 
it's scary to think about where you're going to go mm-hmm. and like what you're going to have to handle in the future uh as you grow you know you, you think like all right do i do i deserve even deserve this first of all and then when i get what i want like am i going to be able to manage it mm-hmm. and handle it and it's you know cuz it's just going to get bigger and bigger um but with that like I'm not scared either, and uh, well, well, okay, I'm a little bit scared. But uh, one thing I know is that I don't quit things. Mm-hmm. I, I've never been one to quit things, so I know no matter how hard it gets, I'm not going to quit. So, um, and because of that, maybe because this is the whole masochist thing, like, mm-hmm. um, but because of that, um, I think my business has no choice but to grow mm-hmm. in the long run. Uh, as opposed to some people who they have the fear of uh, failure. And yeah. when you have the fear of, fear of failure, you don't get started on things. And you keep restarting things mm. when, you, when you should just be sticking t- to things and running with it. Just keep going. Uh, so, yeah, that's the, the lesson for all you, all you people listening. Yeah. But you learn, you learn and adapt too. There's always right? fear, yeah, you know, yeah. involved. It's not like what? it's going to happen overnight too. Like you learn, yeah. you, you grow, you grow your business as well as yourself. Yeah, you know, so it's in parallel. So it's not gonna, it's not, it's not just gonna, you're gonna wake up and have a business you can't handle. Like you worked right, up right, to right. it, right? Right, right, right. You like build your tolerance for like, yeah, suffering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like. You, you're like the the harder it gets, the harder you get. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so exactly. yeah, you just like you know, steel sharpening steel. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, and um, you know, I'm proud of myself, but you know, also it's like you you have a lot of pe- people watching you too. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what, are you, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, you know, you don't want to let people down and disappoint anyone. So that's it's it's a it's a lot. And uh, the thing with me is that I'm very good. I'm very patient, and I'm very good at. Uh, I don't know what's the word. Being indifferent. So you know, growing up, I grew up with my aunt, right? And she would always tell me, like, "You, why are you, why are you so indifferent? Like, why are you like, you're very like whatever about everything." And I'm like, I don't know. Like, that's just what like. It's not that I don't care. It's that I, I, somewhere along the lines when I was young, I learned that if I don't uh, give things too much power over me, like I can uh, still be myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I could still like get past it. You know, um, so sometimes my girlfriend gets mad at me because um, it. She'll 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 be freaking out more than I am. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you gonna do? Like. Or what are you doing? Or, you know, you, it, you fucking, you know, you don't have any money, or you you couldn't you couldn't um, do this or that because you couldn't afford it, or blah blah blah, or this or that, like regular things that would freak out reg, like you know people regular people. It seems not that it doesn't freak me out. It seems like it doesn't freak me out, mm-hmm. and like some people look at me like. You you just don't care about shit or like you know you don't care about anyone or anything you just do whatever you want and you don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm like no, it's just just I just learned how to be patient and be indifferent. So 
because I know that stressing out about something doesn't benefit me. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, breaking my head over something and freaking out and crying and, and, um, you know, um, losing my fucking mind isn't going to help me get closer to the, the goal, the right. end goal. Mm-hmm. It, if anything, it's a waste of time because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sitting there like, woe is me, yeah. you know? So I have to, I have to pretend like it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to trick myself into into having it not bother me so that I can keep going on, you know. But trust me, I you know, I think about you know, who's watching me, who do I have to do this for? Um, you know, that I, that I have to prove to myself and other people that I can do this, that I have to pay bills, that I have to um eat, you know. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, like we t- talked about in this podcast how um, people tell me like, "Oh, you're doing so well," and they think I'm like a fucking millionaire now yeah. or something. When you know they don't know that sometimes I have to spend more money than I make, mm-hmm. you know, almost all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the way it is right now. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it 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 everything's growing the way it is and probably faster than I thought it would just tells me to keep going because mm-hmm. well, eventually I'm going to have a surplus. Eventually. You know everything's gonna be fine, you know. Yeah. And and the thing that I'm scared of is like I know me on a surplus too, and when I'm on a surplus, I just fucking it's like that poor people mentality where you just <laughs> spend like I'll start buying people shit that don't need shit. I'll start like you know acting crazy. So that's gonna be like the future challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a, that's like an interesting thing that I you know I talk about with some people. Mm. Like a lot of immigrants are like that. They get money. Yeah. They buy like an excess of food and clothes and like shit. Like uh, immigrant families that get money, they end up spoiling the shit out of their kids. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, they, didn't they, have, they didn't have that. Right? Yeah, they didn't have mm-hmm. that stuff, and then mm-hmm. they're like, what? "We get money. What is money? Money's like nothing. You know, let's just we have it now. Let's just spend it all." And that's kind of not a good thing to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I I know when I I have that like poor person like immigrant mentality <laughs> sometimes, mm-hmm. and it gets me in trouble. But that <laughs> that's the next challenge. <sighs> but I didn't, fucking enough about that. It's fun. Personal training's good. Mm-hmm. All my clients are good. You know, um, everybody's making progress. Um, I'm making progress. So. It's fucking lit. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it looks like it's growing. Like everything's everything's coming into fr- fruition. Flu- fruition. 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 What else we got going on? Is that it? Uh, yeah. We kind of did our, our, so. our myth already. Yeah, we threw it in. Our myth out. for the podcast was, uh, is but- bodybuilding like the gold standard for fitness are bodybuilders actually healthy yeah because someone's tried it doesn't mean they're healthy yeah the answer is no yeah <laughs> especially so, if you take c4 if you're taking c4 explosives explosives <laughs> gunpowder yeah. or whatever it's on the tip of my tongue what like the name of it it's like dnt no is it dnt like, no no dnt dmt <laughs> It might be DNT. Yeah, I think it's DNT. But that, but obviously that's an acronym for something. Dynamite. uh, Dynamite. 
I think it was. Nitrous. It was like a thing of dynamite. Yeah, I think it was like the chemical that dynamite uses. Yeah. That's so insane. Let's get some. I just imagine like you know the the Looney Tunes stick of dynamite, like you just yeah. eating that. You just light it. <laughs> just like, <laughs> like blows your lips off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The lips. Yeah. But you're shredded. <laughs> Like the you blow up and the cloud goes away and you have a six pack. Mm-hmm. And you die. That, yeah, and then you, <laughs> you die in the emergency room. Who thought of that shit? Up. Who thought of that? Who thought of drinking that shit or eating or injecting? Yeah, they, who thought like I know how to burn <laughs> fat with explosives? Yeah, you know? yeah. This thing burns stuff. Let me see what happens when oh. I eat it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so insane. It had to be like some Russians or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, they're just yeah. like, take this, you take this, you become fucking shredded. We'd beat the Americans. <laughs> some crazy shit, man. All right, guys. And girls and other. And, yeah. And Zers. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we actually spoke about fitness this episode. Yeah. Not too, not like <laughs> a little bit about. I've heard, I've heard, you guys always talk about animals uh, ruling the world or some shit on your podcast. People said that. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> like we spoke about. We had a little conspiracy. We theories. spoke about octopus. Crazy shit, yeah. We spoke about wolves. You know why? Because we watch Planet Earth we, like every day. <laughs> <laughs> we just worldly people. Yeah. We're always talking about how the world's going to end or yeah. or uh, polyamory or religion being fake. <laughs> Just a couple or, of dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple of dudes. That's what my girlfriend said. My girlfriend's like, she gets mad at us because... My girlfriend likes to be a know-it-all, so she, she's just like, "You're just, you're just talking about dude shit." And like, it's not. Well, yeah. Whatever. You That's just, all we know. She got, she gets triggered. I'm like, yeah. what? You want us to talk from a female's perspective? Come on the podcast. We can't. Yeah. You heard that? We need to come female. on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. No. It'll be two dudes versus playing. one girl, <laughs> one female. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. Listen. If you listen to this podcast, this these are the opinions of two dudes. So know what you're getting into yeah. when you're listening to it's a not podcast. Like we're, we're, yeah, it's not, two New York dudes. It's not like we're shit. we're saying it's fact. It's and we not, we don't yeah. we realize that we don't know, we don't know everything. Shit. And a right. lot of the shit we say is just joking. We're just fucking around. Yeah. But uh, the fitness stuff, yeah, we're serious about. Yeah. The yeah. fitness stuff is facts. It's, yeah. It's. From our experiences, it's, it's science based, and um, whether or not yeah, wolves we, will we take over the mean. world, uh, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know if wolves are gonna ride motorcycles in packs one day, yeah. or if octopuses are gonna take over the land. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go back to episode. I don't know. What Whatever. Okay. Yeah. There's octopus. Only real. Team. Only real fans know what we're talking about. Exactly. I think it was the Shout last out. episode. No, no, it wasn't. For the last episode nicotine was one. octopuses. Oh. I think we spoke about nootropics. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. All right, guys. Thank you guys for listening. Um, find find us, find, us uh, find me on uh, Instagram at Kevin uh, Muniz underscore. Find me on Twitch and Instagram New York Wolf. 
163 new ny wolf 163 on youtube the ny wolf 163 uh where else you can find uh, com. personal training stuff personal training stuff message me on instagram message message me literally anywhere. do you do any more online coaching stuff i have not i have not been i've taken a step away from that because mm, i just need to build a bigger presence on social media first mm-hmm. um yeah, it's hard to get online clients. Also, I need um, cr- the credentials. So the bodybuilding show is a part of the reason I'm doing the bodybuilding show. Partly is so so I could trick you guys, just like <laughs> we were just talking about. <laughs> because when the thing is, when people see you on a bodybuilding stage or you win a competition and you have a six pack, they're like, "I want that guy to online coach me." You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So right now, my social media following isn't huge. Uh, my presence in the fitness world isn't huge. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I've had a few that have done it. Um, not anymore. And, uh, yeah, but I've, I haven't been prom- promoting it hard. Mm-hmm. So, uh, on purpose. So my plan is to build my real life in person business and then move on to online stuff mm-hmm. and eventually step away from, you know, tr- having to train people in the gym. Right. Uh, so that's the plan in a rough draft sort of way. Yeah. So find Berto at uh, you can Instagram. find you can find me on Instagram at b r t o v d z uh, Instagram. You could also find us Infinite Athletics on YouTube. Infinite Athletics on YouTube. Take that spell and check off. Take it's the spell check off. F- fight fight the good fight against <sighs> AI and and uh, future rise against the machines. And take your spell check Fuck off. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Don't um, let it control you. Yeah, it's I-N-F-E, not F-I. I-N-F-E-N-I-T-E, athletics. Find, also find us at Instagram, same thing, right? Same thing, Infinite Athletics, yep. Yep. And um, uh, if you like this, comment, share, subscribe. Yeah, ask us questions. With your friends, ask us questions if you have anything you want to know about. Anything fitness related. We're always posting videos of what we're doing in the gym, whatever, and what we're doing, and you know, techniques or whatever. So we, so access questions if you don't are confused about what we're posting, whatever. So yeah, anything fitness related or personal. If you want to know anything about us, you know, if it's not, you know, whatever, it could be funny. We'll answer it. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you. We'll see you. We love you. Goodbye.